Hey you, welcome to Sierra Unraveled. This week has been so rough for me. I'm just so drained from working 40 hours a week. I know some of you that work over that are probably like, shut this girl up. <laughs> but I haven't worked in like almost two years. Well, it almost it had almost been two years and now I'm back working full time and my daughter is approaching terrible twos and I'm pretty sure it's already set in. I really thought I'd get to be like a stay-at-home mom forever, but who was I kidding? And of course, the week that I'm really just over life and irritated that my daughter is growing up into separate households, which is absolutely killing me, by the way. The FOMC, as I call him, or father of my child, has been like unusually helpful lately, which is so weird because I definitely plan to bash his parenting efforts in this episode and now I feel like super guilty but I'm still going to explain what's been going on over the past few months and what it's been like for us because it's definitely been a rough ride. Also if you're tuning in for the first time please note that I am like really super loving um, most of the time until you tick me off (laughs) and I do not hate my ex even after everything he's put me through. Although I really wish I would have listened to my younger self when I was starting to have that gut feeling about him. Um, And then recently I came across this freestyle that I wrote about him a few years ago. A sneak diss, if you will. Lord knows that I can't rap. I don't even know why I tried. Uh, He really must have just set me off around that time and you really don't know me if you thought I wasn't about to share it with you. So because of copyright infringement, I can't play the music, the instrumental, which is like the most important part, which if you know me, you know I love beats and stuff, but that's fine. I'm not trying to get in trouble, so we're just gonna cue Fabo geeked up instrumental. (laughs) Homie, you ain't shit I should have up and dipped. You ain't never slept outside your mama crib. When I met you, I should have left you. Kept it pushing to the curb, boy. Forget you. You wasted my time. I caught you in a lie. Now you'll never ever get it from behind. I told you from the jump that you don't know me from Highland, Indiana, but that ain't the whole story. I pull up to your whip and use a hundred clips. Don't want to kill you, just make me forget. I was ready and you left me. You thought I wasn't real, homie? You fucking petty. Here I go. And I never fucking blow. Coming at your neck, cuz you a freaking hoe. Met your parents, and you met mine. Now I know not to waste another fucking dime. Now I know better. Gonna focus on my money. Stack my cheddar and get my bread up. You didn't find me in the club, and I found you in the streets. Wearing dirty Nikes with Adidas tees. I was down as fuck, and you couldn't see it. Good luck trying to find another girl to replace me. It's so awful. (laughs) I recorded that in my mom's living room in a hoodie on, like, Christmas Eve day or something. Like... I was going through that, going through it. It was in 2017, I think. And if you read my book, you know it was probably like right after the whole cheating incident. And then I went back and I still had a baby with him. Literally, like I want to call myself stupid right now, but we're not going to do that because that's just mean and I'm not stupid. I'm just, I was big, dumb in love. (laughs) If I would have just stayed away, I wouldn't be right here right now trying to help you navigate your way through single motherhood. (laughs) Oh well. So, what problems have I faced during COVID co-parenting? So, in the beginning, my daughter's father was a completely different person when I originally met him. Today, he's like mildly successful because he owns his own business. I know I kind of talk a lot about how much crap 
I've gone through with him, but like overall, I think he's doing pretty good as for himself as young as he is. I am proud of him. He's come a long way for sure. However, just because you run your own business does not mean that your stuff's always together. You now have the ability to do whatever you want and lie about how much money you make as long as you err on the side of caution. It's like awfully genius. So with this whole little business situation that he runs, it's been a little difficult to receive any type of like financial support from the fella because on paper he doesn't make a whole lot, which is fine with me. I don't want anyone's money but my own. What I do have is a problem with him like getting off work at different times every day. There's like no planning for what his days off will look like for the next month or even if he's going to work tomorrow. It's just so confusing. And then there's me, a huge OCD planner type person, trying to schedule doctor's appointments and coordinate my own work schedule with a babysitter. And people wonder why I'm stressed out all the time and why I have gray hairs. I really feel like I'm raising my child by myself most of the time. And this is a problem that existed pre-COVID. When I tried to bring the baby to like visit him a billion gazillion times when I was living out of state, it was like pulling teeth trying to coordinate with him. He always had something going on. He never knew when he was working or whatever the case may be. Most of the time, probably didn't even know what day it was. But it was just really difficult. Better yet, I could explain it more like, It was like picking up fresh dog poop on a 90 degree day. Like it was just awful. So then we have these communication issues that we originally had, but they're now exacerbated. Our court order has us on limited contact unless it's related to our child. This, as well as any unresolved feelings, make things a little bit difficult to just regularly conversate even if it only pertains to the baby. I drop her off and I let him know how her day was and what to be prepared for, like diaper rashes, what her nap time was like for the day, when was her last meal, her last bath. I don't know. Maybe those are just mom things. I literally have to drill these questions to get answers, even if it's just as simple as, has she had breakfast yet today? I also have to be careful about what I say because he's easily triggered and defensive about pretty much anything. It's very sad because I'm almost always in a good mood unless I just need a hug and I definitely have to like walk on eggshells around him. And you would think he would know me by now, but no. I also am no longer in control of what happens with my child when I'm not around. I originally really just wanted sole physical custody and joint legal custody due to um, his irresponsibility, lack of immaturity, and let's face it, the main thing was that I would have to give up all of my control. However, I know that it's important that my daughter grows up with a father figure so that she does not have to deal with the same issues I did and still do as an adult. And that probably is a topic in and of itself for a different episode, but giving up my need for control of every aspect of my babe's life has been super difficult for me, especially when things like moving her residence three different times in the course of six months is obviously troublesome to me. Like in the middle of COVID at that, let's just move the baby to a whole new house with people that she doesn't really know after she's already gotten comfortable somewhere else. I had to put my foot down. He legit let me know like the night before that he would be no longer staying with his parents, um, people who she had been around since birth and to his best friend slash business partner's house. Yeah, they ended up um, like issuing a motion for show cause against me, which 
could have potentially included jail time. But I was like, listen, judge, you just up and moved my child out of the blue. Don't you think that something deeper might be going on here? And he let it slide. And I promise I wouldn't be able to keep my child away from her father for any other reason besides me just being worried about her overall safety. I had heard rumors that those people did drugs and that they had two big dogs that, to my knowledge, have never really been around small children. I didn't know where the house was. I'd never been to the house before. And then there's like this fear I have about like who's actually being exposed to my child after knowing what kind of people that he hangs around with normally. I mean, for Pete's sake, just over the summer, he'd shown up with like a black eye, two different occasions he had broken teeth. Um, there was a car dent caused by someone's face and then a story that he told me about randomly getting jumped. I guess like the black eye was from a trampoline accident gone wrong, but if you saw the damage to his eye socket, you would be like, good grief. I mean, I really felt bad when I saw it. I don't like to see anyone in pain. Then the two chipped teeth I know for sure came from the getting jumped incident. Like, what the heck do they do in their free time? And then I had this flashback. Oh yeah, when I was pregnant, one of his friends used to host Fight Club on the weekends. Hmm, now it all makes sense. When I asked if he had been in a car accident concerned about my daughter and his safety just overall, he was like, I wasn't in an accident, Sierra. That's someone's face, all nonchalant. Like, um, sir, you said what? How does that even happen? That's like a brand spanking new truck and someone just thought it was okay to smash someone's face into it? Okay. And like hard enough to make a dent? I'm like, is my daughter being exposed to all of this? How is she going to view him if he's always battered and bruised up and missing teeth and shit? Well, I can't control any of that. I've just come to terms that it's really not my place. All I can do is worry about her when she's with me and provide a stable, safe environment when she's in my care. So what have I done to solve these problems? I pray. God's got her, and I just leave it at that. That doesn't mean the nights that I spend alone in my big-ass house, I'm not sad. No one ever wants their kid to grow up in two different households, but then I think back and wonder what it would have been like if I stayed with that person that was not very good to me. What would my life have been like if my mother stayed with my father who was not good to her? I would have rather my dad not be around if I would have had to witness my father be awful to my mom. And I feel the same way about my daughter. I don't want her to think that it's okay for a guy to ever treat her less than. I then tell myself that he's sick. I know behind the scenes of everything that he says or does, he's ill because he has a dependency on alcohol. When you have to convince someone that they shouldn't drive because they've had something to drink and there's a baby in the car, there's a problem. When you see them packing beers in their lunch, they have a problem. When you see them drink so heavily they forget what they're doing or have to run to the liquor store three times in one night and they're the only one drinking, there's a problem. I thought people just drink for fun here and there. And then I started doing research, of course. Somehow I ended up with an Al-Anon book. It's very sad that this is actually an illness people deal with. Furthermore, it then affects other people's lives around them. Their brain is functioning completely different than ours. I then ask other people for advice. And then, more importantly, be willing to listen to what they have to say. Multiple perspectives are key to understanding a situation. If you have your blinders on, you likely won't be able to change or figure out how to address the situation in the most responsible and caring way possible. I ask questions about how other people have coped with co-parenting in the past. How has COVID made things more interesting, frustrating, or even reconciled things if they're lucky? 
we have limited access to people right now, or we're supposed to have limited access anyway, but we're forced to see our child's other parent regardless. So do we push that friendship from a health and safety and sanity standpoint, or do we just kind of still watch our back and keep our distance? Because remember, I'm real big on reciprocity. However, because you share a child with this person, they typically get away with things other people in your life would not because, of course, for your child's sake, they come first. You sometimes have no choice but to play the good guy or turn the other cheek when they do things you don't agree with because you just have to be the bigger person sometimes, even when you really, really don't want to. I've been there, trust me, but also your guilty conscience should hopefully deter you from doing or saying things that you really want because you are better than that. I know you are. It's hard at first, but you get used to it. And if you're anything like me, the stupid things that used to bother you just don't anymore because you just don't want to waste that energy on anything or anyone anymore, particularly on someone who didn't or doesn't care enough to want to help you grow achieve great things in life, or overall benefit you so that you can better benefit for your child's sake. What a shame. But that's their loss, not yours, unless you let it be. One of my good friends has a niece, and she had to watch their parents split when the babe was a little older than mine. She said it was hard at first, but now the babe seems to enjoy having two different homes. They're exposed to two different atmospheres, and parenting styles which could overall have a positive effect on them, like preparing them for the real world one day because they have a little more diverse background. And the second perspective I've taken away from this experience thus far is that even if the two parents cannot get along, it is still each of their responsibilities to make sure that that child has some type of working relationship with both parents without the influence of the parents' feelings towards each other. Gosh, This sounds like such a mature thing to say, and I know implementing this is going to be so hard, but I really truly believe that's what's best for the child. Lastly, I take advantage of the time I get to myself. It's a blessing to feel like an individual outside of being a mother. For a long time, almost a whole two years, I legit let motherhood consume my entire being, but I'm so much more than that. In these moments where I'm not constantly worrying about wet diapers, snacks, water, safety, learning, and the list goes on and on and on, I get to do the things I used to love doing, the things that truly bring me joy to my core, the things that help me recenter myself. Don't get me wrong, I love, love, love being a mom. I know I was made for this life. Raising a decent human is not easy, but it comes somewhat natural for me, I guess, But I still need time to recuperate. We all do. It's kind of selfish to yourself if you don't allow yourself time for true happiness to occur without the presence of your children. It doesn't have to be often, but at least every now and then. It's really important. Or you will lose yourself just like you probably did in that last bad relationship or that relationship that you are currently in. You have to get out, refine yourself. These babies need well-rounded role models. Overall, just setting an example to have fun and take care of business is just the right amount of happiness for me. I never thought I'd be in a situation where I'd have to co-parent with someone. It was one of my top three reasons why I didn't want to have children in the first place. I did not want to raise a child by myself. Then it happens, and you're like, fuck, where did I go wrong? But you can't blame yourself. 
Some days I'm like, why doesn't he get it? Well, maybe it's me that doesn't get it. So I have to reevaluate my decisions, my words, my actions. Yes, it's a lot of work. I sometimes joke around with other moms that I know about how lucky they are to not have their baby daddy. I really hate that term, but father of their children, um, not around because life is just simpler without them. You get like that full control back that I was just talking about. You don't have to worry about your child's feelings getting hurt when the other parent stands them up. You don't have to argue about what's best for them parenting-wise. Way less compromise. But also, if you can make things work via co-parenting, just at least try. It still has its benefits too. But above everything else, it affects your child way more than it affects you. And I guess I'll leave it at that. I appreciate you tuning in while I run my mouth because I really just love to talk so much. And quarantine is really trying its damnedest to keep my ass shut. Next week, I think I want to talk about how I'm managing to pay all my bills with no child support or a man mm, while still being able to save up and plan for my future, our future. As always, stop letting them unravel you because only you can unravel yourself.